Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the To The Point Podcast. Everybody's doing well. We are back here on a Tuesday. Uh, we are taking a week break from Breaking Bad. We finished week four, uh, so, sorry, season four last week. We'll be back on it a week from today. But most teams are, you know, it's crazy, through 10 games of the NHL season, and some of them are great. Some of them are in the middle. Then there are your train wrecks, uh, you know, Chicago, Montreal, Arizona, to name a few. But to break it all down, we're going to go through divisions today. We'll talk We'll talk about, you know, Seamus' favorite topic, the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll, we'll dive into them. But, uh, Shay, I know you're a big Halloween fan. How was one of your favorite holidays this this uh, this weekend? Good. It was quiet, you know. He has passed no candy, just, just being an adult. So it was great to... Uh, we got a whole three kids on our street. It was uh, fantastic. <laughs> so now I have like 80 candy that I have to consume on my own, which is which That's is always shame. fun. But yeah. yeah, no, one of my favorite holidays and is uh, Shooter Shooter McGavin. So it was it was fun. It's not bad. Yeah, you didn't want to go as happy. Uh, someone else was happy. Did you get to yeah. choose who you were? Uh, I took the latter. I was I was uh, I was. It was more mature than that other person will say. Right, leave yeah. him, leave him unknown. <laughs> Don't yeah, I, I can think of who that person might be. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good on you though. Shows maturity. You know, you're homeowner now, passing out little trick or treaters, candy, stuff like that. Like you're, you're growing, man. You're doing good. Yeah, yeah. When I saw myself this uh, into this position two years ago, so yeah, this is this is eye opening. Yeah, no, uh, three trick-or-treaters is great, too, because then you could say you had some, but then you don't have to, like, be at the door every five seconds and pretend like you care. Let's be honest. Uh, if any trick-or-treaters came to your house, you know, or it, maybe some did, are, are they are they getting the uh, – don't, you know, turn, turn around and leave? Or yeah, you know, well, you pass no I wouldn't have had any candy, so I don't know what I would have given them. Um oh. Cliff but Bar, maybe I could throw that in. Oh yeah, that's a that's a decent one. Kids might not like it, but yeah. still, it's nutritious, healthy. Yeah, banana. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Those people who pass out apples, I've got one of those before. Yeah, toss it right away. Any it's kind of fruit, your... any fruit yeah. or like a toothbrush, you go egg that guy's house. But uh, <laughs> no, good for all the little trick or treaties out there. For all the kids that got to enjoy it. Um, and good for the people that get to play dress up. So I like that too. Um, Shay, we're almost ten games in to the NHL season. Uh, it's been it's been fast. It's been going by. We saw three stars of the month today: Ovechkin, uh, McDavid, and then your your former one of your faves, Frederick Anderson, also player of the month, seven and zero for the Hurricanes. I just before we get into everything else, I wanted your reaction to see Freddie Anderson on the player of the month, uh, you know, right up there at the top of the list. Uh, does it hurt? Yes, but am I, you know, going to be super upset and slam my fist on the table and cry like a baby? No, I mean, he's he was a great goaltender before, you know, he got to Toronto, and obviously the media and everything else just. Some guys can't handle it, and you know, he was one. And uh, but obviously, he's playing really good now. He plays in front of a great team. There's, I'm sure we'll get into the Hurricanes, you know, later on. But mm-hmm. no, that I, I, I've got nothing but good vibes for old Freddie Anderson, the Ginge. Yeah, some might say the media. Some might say he's got, actually got a defense in front of him now. Uh, <laughs> and oh. is his former organization. They never seem to address that position. They don't like to address it. So. 
Yeah, but kudos to him. I mean, 7-0. and uh, Carolina's the only remaining undefeated team. I mean, Florida lost in the gimmick, which basically doesn't count. But, uh, you know, they're, yeah. they're red hot as well. Um, we're going to go through each division today, everybody. We'll talk about the Canadian teams. And I thought we'd start with the bottom of the Canadian teams. And let's start with Montreal, where whew, it's bleak right now in Montreal. Um, the best news you can say is that Carey Price is going to come out of the player assistance program. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear that. I hope he uh, is doing well and he can get back on the ice soon. But Cole Caulfield sent down to Laval, one point in 10 games. Me, yeah, Gallagher, who has two points. You got Toffoli, who has three. It's bad when your leading point getter is Drouet, and I want to wring his neck every time I watch him play. Uh, but Montreal, I think their season's almost over, Shay. Like, I think it's almost like you start two and eight, it's really hard. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think getting Pricer back is right away is going to be a confidence boost, just his presence around. Yeah, you know, he's Mm -hmm. just such a leader. So it will be, but I think it's almost too far gone now. I I just think there's already been too much damage done. What I was going to ask you is uh, Cole Caulfield sending him down. And we, I had this conversation with a good friend of the pod, Cole McDonald. You know, sending him down, say he starts lighting up in Lavelle, do you do you leave him down there for extent of time? Because, I mean, that feels like a waste if, yeah, he goes down there for three, four games and then you bring him back. Do you leave him down there for a couple weeks? I think if it's me, I leave him down there for a minimum of 10 games. And I think oh, that's, yeah. okay. that's a good period of time where he's going to feel it out and you're going to see if he's successful or not. Because three, he might start as – tonight and he gets a hat trick that doesn't mean you should recall him tomorrow because players that are highly skilled it's tough to be good down there because it's a it's a different league you need it's still it's more physical than the nhl that that's for sure uh the way the way it's played and i want to see him play at least 10 games feel it out get some confidence when he does come back up because the worst thing you can do is he's sent back up and then he's put back on a top line and he's like okay i have to be superhero again and then you're back to square one. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah, that's that's how I feel the same too. I I thought at least if you know maybe a couple of weeks, maybe even three weeks, which is mm-hmm. probably what you're thinking as well. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of expectations on you know Jake Allen beginning of the year. Obviously, it's not his. I don't think it's his fault at all. I don't know if you feel the same, but I think their team has just kind of fallen in front of him, and then he's mm-hmm. kind of have to deal with this mess that he's been given. You know, you see Suzuki now has four points in his last five games. Okay, well, maybe he's starting to turn around. No goals mm-hmm. yet. Hoffman's got four goals since joining the squad. Well, they are getting cont- you know, contributions, but I guess it's not by everybody. Joel Armia has looked really, really dry yeah. his first 10 games of the year. Yeah. You know, they need him to pick it up. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, the no leaving, not having webs, not having price, sir. It's really affected their team overall, in my opinion. Yeah, and asking Jeff Petrie to be a number one defenseman, Edmonton tried it, did not work. Uh, and mm. Savard is a good defenseman, but he's not Shea Weber. And I hate the way Ducharme has been treating Romanov. I don't, uh, I don't know if he has a like just a vendetta against him, benching him in the postseason for Eric Gustafson. Hello, uh, but uh, I I like that. I think the kid's got major upside, but defensively this team is is horrid i mean they make terrible decisions they can't break the puck out of their own zone again you have players that try to hurt his own team like jonathan drouin who like we backtrack harder from our couch 
Like we, we honestly, to go grab a snack, like we try harder on the defensive end than Jonathan drew And if I was a head coach, he would drive me nuts. Cause there's times where you're like, dude, this guy has so much skill. He's got so much potential, but you need a mix of both. And you, you only get it one way from him. And when there's nights when he doesn't have it offensively, he's basically a non-factor. Oh yeah. He's, he's a pylon out there and guys are blowing right by him. So it's, you know, yes, he's leading their team offensively, like you said, but if you're not bringing that every night, if you're not a point per game getter, well, people are going to notice like right, right mm-hmm. out of the bat. And like I mentioned earlier, not having to know, as that second line defensive center to take on some of the best lines in the league. It's obviously hurting not only Suzuki, but Dino as well, or not, sorry, not Dino, uh, Drouet. Yeah. And Dvorak, I, I didn't love that trade when they made it. I, no. I always said, I thought that was a desperation move uh, and he's never done it for me. Uh, if I see Arizona wanting to sell off pieces, that makes me really worry because if they don't want you, who? Who the hell will, who, who does? Uh, but um, yeah, Montreal, I, it would shock me if they made the playoffs because you, you can't be yeah. two and eight. I mean, you at least get a couple OT losses in there. They haven't gone to overtime. They lose and they lose by a, a sizable margin when they do. Yeah, getting pumped. The only team they, that, you know, I think it was their second game, maybe against Detroit. They played mm-hmm. really well. They beat, beat them like 5 1, uh, maybe 4 1. But yeah, other, other than that, they've just been getting demolished by all ends. And, you know, even, even if they were to turn around, which I think they will in the sense that they'll grab a win every year. Yeah. They're still not going to make it end because I think this division, you got Florida, Mm -hmm. Tampa, God, if even if the Leafs become half the team they can on paper, Mm -hmm. then they should be better than Montreal as well. So yeah, it's, 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 it's rough for Canadians fans to think that this early into the year. Okay. Well, we're basically a write-off. What do, what do we do now? Do we sell the farm? Do we become this metal team where we get a shitty draft pick? You know, there's, there's all kinds of things going through your head, but I I, I wouldn't know what to think right now. Yeah. It's, all you it's know not, is you're not a playoff team. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I don't, you're not a playoff team. You just got to hope that Suzuki can can, can uh, continue to grow, have a, have a good season, and hopefully Price can come back. I mean, that's really all you can hope for right now. Um. Yeah, they played Detroit this evening, and just to compare that, Detroit, who people say stink, which they're not that great, but they have 10 points. Montreal has four. Mm-hmm. That tells you something. And people are actually excited about Detroit because Lucas Raymond, my guy, Moritz Sider, um, rookie of the year. Um, he, yeah, you, you, you know, you heard it here first. Uh, but, yeah. I love it. Yeah, uh, love him. Um, let's go to your Leafs. Yeah, we'll stay in the in the east because all the good teams are in the west. Uh, <laughs> so far, uh, anyway, so far through ten games, I think that's not a hot take. If you look at the records, uh, Edmonton and Calgary, no. pretty, pretty right. good. Um, your Leafs beat the Blackhawks. They beat Detroit Friday, Saturday night. They uh, they tried to throw that game away, uh, but Mitch, Mitch Marner got on the board. Uh, his first of the season. Yeah, I. I, I wrote in our in our little lead up to starting that the stars have been Casper the ghost. Mm-hmm. And like Austin Matthews, I watched that game Saturday night. I did not notice him once. And even last year when he didn't score goals, which was rare, you noticed him because he'd be all over the puck and he's playing a 200 foot game. And that's what really made me excited about him. He 
he hasn't shown up. Marner, I mean, he's just reading too much into the media and he seems to, it just seems to be in his head. And, you know, the team's not playing very well, but I look at the stars, number one, they just haven't brought it yet. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, don't like two leading scorers last year and they look like they could be sent down at any time. Mm. No, two points throughout six games for Matthews is like ridiculous. He's, he's got to find a way. Everyone kept talking about, Oh, you know, he had such a great first game when he played New York that time, you know, he was all over the puck. Well, that's great, but it's great to look good, but to perform good by putting the puck in the back of the net's a different thing. And right. yeah, we're seeing a totally different version of him compared to last year. I thought he was defensively. He was much better last year. He was all over guys this year. He's just, I don't know, like to, to your point, he just looks like Casper the ghost. He can't, can't stay on guys. He's letting guys get by him. You know, he's behind the net. Well, guys are in front, putting in, I, I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. And, you know, do, do you think this is solely a media thing? And now that it's like you said, it's in their heads, they can't seem to get it out or, you know, what, what, like, what is it more than just that? I, I think for Marner, it's a big media thing because he's from Toronto. I get the sense Matthews doesn't really care because he's from Arizona and he's kind of got that cavalier attitude, which I can't appreciate because you can't listen to media every day uh, because Think about Toronto. It's great media when you're winning. When you're losing, it can get down a, a rabbit hole of, you know, uh, hello, darkness, my old friend. Uh, and But for, for Marner, just, you know, they won Saturday night. He got a goal. His line was great, but it had nothing to do with him. Like Kerfoot and Tavares played very well. He, he didn't equate, you know, he wasn't in that equation. It, it, you know, I thought Tavares finally had a, a good game. You know, honestly, I, he he's another guy that I look at and say he was signed to be a number one center. They're supposed to have two number one centers. He's been a number two for too long. And for them to to really have two lines that are threatening, Tavares needs to pull his own weight. Maybe this was a sign in the right direction. Absolutely. Because if you think about it, if Tavares was – if he was a no-show Saturday, well, they were going to lose that game 100%. 100%. Like, no doubt he had three he had three points. And you could say, well, if he decided to have an off night or something was going wrong for him, well, they were done for sure. Because yeah. Detroit was all over them, in my opinion. And uh, thank God, like, not that I think Marizic's a miraculous goalie. He played but well. Thank God he made some saves. Like, because yeah. if he, yeah, if he, if he would have shit the bed, then they were taking that loss for sure. So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, tough to watch. I mean, Nylander, he's not, not that he's trailed off, but I feel like he had a really strong start and now he's mm-hmm. got to kind of mask that and bring that consistently throughout. I mean, if you look at their next three games, they're playing Tampa, Boston Vegas. and Vegas. Yeah. So like, there's like, you're going to be tested. And I think this is where they're really going to need to answer. If you're Matthews, you're thinking, okay, I got to come out here and I got to have, minimum two goals throughout these three games if i want to you know a bounce back people are thinking i'm gonna oh people were giving him the rocket trophy basically before it even started now he's he's not even in the he's not even in contention he's not even in that you know whisper in that race so no so you think about it yeah it's 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 you know it's on them but of course you can change the line as much as you want. Last year, teams like matthews and marner played more together i don't know why they played almost every game together 
this year too? I uh, know, like last year, Saturday. Last year they hardly. Oh yeah, up. so I'm kind of you know I'm kind of wondering why that's not their go-to. Maybe Keith sees something different. Maybe mm-hmm. he wants to give give or die, different uh, different guys different looks. So I think sending them back together and kind of keeping this Tavares maybe Kerfoot Nylander line maybe that would work. But mm-hmm. yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, my good friend Morgan Riley getting paid? <laughs> um. Yeah, this is this is a tough question. Um, I like Morgan Riley. I thought he could have been the captain of Toronto. Yeah, we've we've talked about that. He would have been my pick. So I think he's a very good leader. I have no problem with them resigning him uh, because he's been there. He's been through the fact that he wants to stay after all he's been through there. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm being facetious here, but he went through 2013 meltdown, lost. You know, he's been through it all. He's a good soldier, a good guy. There's nothing bad um, when it comes to just his presence. You, nothing bad you can say about Morgan Riley about him personally. Mm-hmm. I his money, I can't really complain about it because Adam Fox got nine and a half yesterday, and he did win a Norris, but he's played basically a season and a half in the NHL. Seth Jones, I think, is better than Morgan Riley, but he makes you know Dougie Hamilton. A lot of these guys make a lot of money. Seven and a half compared to nine and a half is a good bargain, even though I don't think he's number one defenseman. However, it makes it tough because now you have 34 making 11, five, or the hell he makes. Marner making the world 11. You know, Bill, you got Johnny T. Make, like this team, they, their salary cap is going to be with five guys. And I'm sorry, but it's going to be very difficult to win a Stanley Cup or even, you know, be competitive year in, year out with their cap structure the way it is. It it was it felt tight already last year, <laughs> yeah. and now it feels claustrophobic. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know what is going on. I wasn't happy, honestly. Okay. As a Leaf fan, I love Morgan Riley. I thought maybe the time the time was done. And because, for one, I didn't think that he would get the money that he deserved. I thought – you know, I thought he was going to be eight for sure, maybe like eight and a quarter, but mm-hmm. I was happy that seven to five, but then I'm like, oh, but eight years, like that's, it's a long that's, that's going to be tough. Well, yeah, that's tough at the last three, you know, three, two years because yeah, Morgan Riley's is a, he's a fantastic skater, but is he always great defensively? No, he's no. not. And I would happily give money like that to a Shea Weber or someone who I know is going to be reliable in their own end, but he's not. Right. That just makes me that just makes me worried. Does he deserve that money? One hundred percent. He was yep. there, you know. Mm-hmm. He he was he's been there through Babcock. He's been through there through Boston's. You know, every one of those game <laughs> losses, seven losses. Yeah. So he he's he's been there for the full effect. So he deserves the money. But at the same time, I just don't think it would have been for me. And also, you're looking at contracts now. You think well, Campbell's only signed to what a one year deal. He's done after he, this year. And if he wants paid, well you know, he may walk because yeah. he's like, okay, well, there's, you know, the, the well is dried up for me. You know, you got Mirazik making what three, almost four, three, eight. Yeah, th- exactly. So he makes God way too much money. So getting rid of his contract is going to be difficult. Anyways, it's, it, it's, you know, we we're, I think we're beating a dead horse here, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a tight situation. We'll put it that way. Yeah. And I think the caps are going to go up like a million dollars. So it's not like, yeah, it's not going to be much. Yeah, no. it's not. It's it's still gonna be super tough. Um, 
Riley's a good defenseman, but I, I, I agree that he's not good defensively. And but I can't describe him as a offensive defenseman either because he's not consistent enough at doing it. Uh, he doesn't have a great shot. That's always been one thing I've said about him. I'd love him on the back end if he had a slap shot, but that's part of the reason why Sandine takes his power play minutes because Sandine's just a little bit more creative and he's kind of complained about that in the past. Um, one thing I did like that Sheldon Keith did um, over the weekend, and this is not about long term, this is about right now. Healthy scratching Justin Hall. Mm-hmm. And Justin Hall is very important for the Toronto Maple Leafs moving forward. He is a good defenseman um, when Jake Muzzin is playing great. I think we see when Jake Muzzin is off, Justin Hall is a below average NHL defenseman. So it's almost mm-hmm. incumbent on Jake Muzzin returning to form. But what I like from Keith is, He's not going to healthy scratch Marner and Math, uh, Matthews, but he did separate them, as we've mentioned, from playing together. So that is sending a message in a sense. But Hall, they kept him in, in the uh, protection for from Seattle, so clearly they like him. He'll be back in the lineup, but just send a message. We're not going to accept that level of play here, and I, I like that from the head coach. Yeah, it's, it's a little slap in the face, but, I mean, Hall's got to know he's not playing well. I mean, he's hearing it. He, he heard it from Matthews the other night. You mm-hmm. yelled down at the bench, like, what the hell are you doing on the blue line? So, yeah, clearly it's it's a good sign. You're giving Lilligren some time to play, even though we, we, you know, we've talked about this before. We don't know if Lilligren's even going to be in mm-hmm. NHL or not. You still give him that chance. And, yeah, Hall just – I mean, he, he needed to be something done with him. He had seven games. He's been – you know, your favorite stat dash seven. And he's, he's, he's just been awful. And uh, you, you make a good point. I don't know whether Muzzin's got a lingering injury or if he's just had this kind of crappy first, uh, first few games to the season. But yeah, when he plays bad, Hall just looks that much worse. I've always said Hall has kind of more been a, a good third pairing defenseman than he has a second pairing defenseman. Yeah. But because of the cap and because the Leafs kind of screwed themselves, they don't really have this, option to just kind of put him down there they kind of have to put him up there yeah and they need him to be good because Dermot playing top four minutes Oof. is yeah. like that's scarier than halloween like that's the that's fact that Dermot still like mike myers move that that music just comes on <laughs> like that is blaring in sheldon keith's ears about yeah 10 minutes into every game because he sees travis Dermot's already played five and a half minutes and then he you know just starts to panic yeah, he's going to be on the darts here soon, thinking about Dermot. How oh, stressing out. I can see it already. But, yeah, I've, I've never liked Dermot, if we're being honest. I, the fact that he's still with the squad, I think, is he's kind of ridiculous. I would have much took some bum from the KHL or, you know, over in Sweden and re-signed Dermot for what we did. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's pathetic. I, I don't know why this guy still plays on here. Sorry, Dawson. I know you love him, but it's just not working. Let me ask you this. Same money, Zaitsev or Dermot? Who are you taking? Zaitsev. Yeah, I probably take Zaitsev too, and I don't oh, like yeah. him at all. Um, <laughs> but I'd probably take. Good segue into the Sens. Yeah, let's segue into Ottawa Senators. Um, uh, slow start to say the least. Uh, I last night just an embarrassing loss to Chicago, who did not have a win. Five-one mm. loss. Shay, this team, they have a lot of holes still. I mean, good start for Drake Batherson. He's uh, had a great start to the year. Nova Scotia kids, they got to love to see that. 
Stutzla has been very quiet for me when I watch them. I'm like, okay, where is he? He's another guy that I'm like, uh, I'm a little worried about him. Norris mm-hmm. has looked good. Uh, but Matt Murray, mm. this guy is hurt every other day or he's got an illness or he like, it's telling they signed him to a deal. They didn't protect him. That's how much, that's how little they think of this guy, but also he pisses me off because he reminds me of Ben Bishop. And Ben Bishop, his favorite thing was you, every big game you need him, he's got an injury or something's wrong with him. And for Matt Murray, he's making all this money, and now all of a sudden he's, he can't show up to play. Like, this is just ridiculous to me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have it written down here. Do you think that Gustafson's going shortly going to be their go-to guy because solely yeah. because he plays better and because he's there? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I would – to be quite frank, man, I uh, this team's not going to win many games this year. We know that. I think they're going to be yeah. they're a tough out. They play hard. I give them credit for that. But I would rather have Gustafson and Forsberg the rest of the season because those two are going to compete. Are they going to allow allow bad goals? You bet. The defense is not great. I like Zub on, on the back. At Shabbat's a good player. I wish they call up Brandstrom. Nevertheless, thanks, Pierre Doran. But I'd rather have those two kids playing, and you can see if Gustafson's your goalie of the future, potentially. Forsberg's mm-hmm. a, a solid – we saw him play against your Leafs. He had an unbelievable game that, that night. Then Matt Murray, who's flaky and makes all this money, and you know, he, I feel like he's just entitled. Like He feels like he deserves to start. That's not how this works. Yeah, just because they're willing to give you that does not mean you've earned it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 been ridiculous. He just, I mean, the the fact that he can't show up, is, you know, like you said, is mm-hmm. is is just one thing. And I I think solely he's just going to get beat out because he's just not going to be available. Doesn't really matter how those other guys play mm-hmm. if he can't be there. Well, no, what, no what the hell are we going to do with you? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And like you said, unprotected. He's, he's been kind of a joke since leaving Pittsburgh, but I mean, who says one thing about the Sens, they lose a lot of close, closer games. I, th- I would say like a goal, two goals. So they do keep it competitive, which is, you know, what I like, not last night, obviously that, that was kind of a shit show losing to the Blackhawks where dumpster fire. But one thing you've brought up in past podcasts, uh, starting night, Toronto and Ottawa, that is almost like offendable how they would do that. Or, you know, even the, the battle of Alberta. Oh, like I, I, I was almost sick to my stomach when the schedule released. And then I was thinking, I, I, am I even going to watch this? I did watch it, but you know, it's just almost pathetic. It made no sense. And, you know, right? I, yeah, no, it's just so stupid. I, and play like played back to backs. It's, it, it is actually ridiculous that this, who is making like i wonder who sits down and thinks whoa we gotta go back to the we gotta go back to the well and think uh, oh we gotta play these guys right it's yes pathetic but yeah no since keep it competitive they're obviously you know down there but goals for goals against 20 to 25 that's that's mm-hmm. not unreasonable and especially when you look one let you lane down you got montreal who's you know 19 to 34 you're yeah. like, okay, well, it makes me feel a little bit better about myself. Kind of kind of like having a bad stat line, but the guy behind you just doing incredibly worse than you are. Right. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Golden Knights leaves tonight, that's refreshing because they didn't play oh, last year. Like, yeah. seeing Rangers-Canucks this evening, I'm, I'm excited for that game. Like, just mm. 
We haven't seen them in a year. We don't need Toronto, Montreal, and then Toronto, Ottawa twice in the first three games. Those game, those types of games should be spread out the most of any games, right? And that's for any division. Like we, you want to see those games as less as possible, unless maybe you have like a really like I can understand why they went New York, Washington. Well, you yes. got a little hatred there. Yeah. Yes, you did play each yeah. other, but you know you're you're anticipating something big. I'm not anticipating anything. Watching, you know. Montreal and uh, Toronto play. No. I know. I know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. You don't need to see Vegas, LA. Spread those out. Like, just spread out those division games. Like, you can do it. Like, you have a lot of other teams, and just throw them in mm-hmm. on a random day. But yeah, we're on the same page there. Next down the list, let's go to Vancouver. Um, I was high on the Canucks. They've not shown me the love yet uh, so far this year. Demko's been. Pretty good, honestly. I think Dem- Demko's a solid, solid goaltender, but I think this team around him has just been really inconsistent. They are three, mm-hmm. five, and one, three, seven points, not great. They play the Rangers tonight, like I just mentioned, who have been on fire. So good. And again, I think the Canucks have played the Oilers twice already. I think they've played the Flames once or twice. Like <sighs> I can't make the schedule, but nevertheless. Um the Canucks, I Elias Pettersson, I expected big things. He's been way, way too quiet so far. Yeah, yeah, P.O.P.D. He's not, uh, he, you know, he had, last year, okay, he's injured. Maybe he just had an off year. That's great. You know, you, you know how you answer that? By having a hell of a start to yes. bounce back from that. You just got paid. You cried about this contract. Oh, I don't know if I want to be on a losing team. Well, what do you do? You play better. You know, if you're playing at the top of your game, it's easy to cry and complain. When you stink, don't cry and complain to anybody because it's, you, you know, you're digging yourself just deeper and deeper into this hole. Mm-hmm. Three goals between uh, Besser and Pedersen is just not acceptable. I mean, the, the reason this team's losing is because those two guys just can't get it together, it feels like. I, I personally have only watched maybe a couple Vancouver yeah. games, mm-hmm. but you're right. Like Pet- Pedersen is just not been great since he's been, been I watch the them and I'm uh, like they don't get blown out they're all low they, it might be 4-1 because they can't score like Horvat's mm-hmm. had a good start to the year uh he's Quinn Hughes Garland. actually played okay he's always gonna have his defensive uh, defensive efficiencies but he's playing okay they got a young defensive core they got rid of a lot of you know Garland's been great uh I mm-hmm. pissing off every player in the league which is exactly what you want um and yeah. Kudos to him because watching him in junior, I hated him more than probably anybody else. But what he's done to get to this level, kudos to him. Uh, yeah, sure. But Demko and the, they just they need more consistent scoring. They need more consistent scoring chances, and that can come yeah. from the back end. But you have a young back. End, you need guys like Pedersen to show up to play. And I, I look, I look at this team. You lose two one to Edmonton. Demko at thirty four saves. You got to win that game. Like, I get it. Edmonton's off to a great start. We'll touch on them, but Jason Dickinson's got one point. Hoglanders, my guy, he's played well. But uh, Horvat again's been okay. But JT Miller, come up. Uh, Pod Colson, can you bring anything to the table? So they're waiting for guys to kind of arrive. And, you know, they're kind of left on the train tracks where teams have it's tough for them too because teams have started really good and they played a lot of them early on in the year 
Yeah, I had a lot of hope on Paul. Uh, what'd you say, Pod Pod Colson? Pod Colson, yeah, Fasili. Yeah, yeah, coming over. I mean, he's this high draft pick. You think he's going to be, you know, this stud? Especially, he's getting chances to play with some of the top guys, with guys like Besser not starting the year, and he's been disappointing one tuck. So mm-hmm. yeah, you you just need more 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 guys out there. Um, Alex Chason was a decent pickup, I think. Mm-hmm. He's yep. a guy, you know, he's going to be in the front of the net. He scored a really nice goal the other night where he just basically sits in front of that and deflects bucks. You know, that's, if, if that's all you can do, well, you're going to, you're still going to get goals because, you know, guys need to get there. That's, you know, every winning team has a guy in front of the net who's willing to get beaten the shit out of, but at the end of the day, we'll take the eyes away from the goalie and deflect pucks. Yeah. um, They lose to the Oilers. Like I just mentioned and eight and one start. uh, They are chugging along. Um, as a as a Leaf fan who lost Zach Hyman, are you excited to see him do well in Edmonton, or does it hurt you to see him in another uniform? Uh, I kind of debated this. I think I think it does hurt a little bit in the sense that we need him. We need a guy like Hyman right now. We'll get to you know I I think Bunting is a lesser mm-hmm. version, but he's an, he's an okay guy of mm-hmm. sorts who doesn't mind getting the shit beat out of him. Um. But I mean, and if if right now Edmonton's at the top of their game, this is one of the best starts they've had in years. Yeah. And you know, I think Hyman's a big part of that. He's got six tucks. He you know gets the front of the net. He's been decent on that top line. Yeah, just oh overall happy for the player, but I guess sulky because I I wish that was you know I wish that was us. And right now we need a guy like Hyman. He's you know he's he's an energizer bunny. You no, know, mm-hmm. he's out there getting gritty and. Yeah, he's just he's the shovel. We just need a guy like that right now, and unfortunately, he's he's other places. Yeah, and for Edmonton, for me, their defensive play is so impressive because normally that was their weakness back in the day, but I I think they're playing really good team defense. They they've got and they've got players positioned well now. You look, they got uh, Warren Fogle, and they got mm. and they got uh, players that can just that just play hard. Uh, you know, Chris Russell is slotted appropriately and they, they just, they, Zach Cassian's on the third line. That's where he should be. He's not a top six player and they, they're just gritty. I, I think they'll miss Ethan bear, but they have forwards mm-hmm. that will help their defense score. And you mentioned Toronto. I think that's something that they lack where their forwards don't try as hard to be good in their own zone to be protect the puck. The Oilers under Dave Tippett seem they've learned a system that he's about protecting the puck at the same time, getting scoring opportunities from good defensive play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot of turnovers, a lot of the reason why they get on those, you know, uh, on those breaks and they're obviously they have great passers. Nugent Hopkins got 11 assists already. We're not going to talk, but we don't even have to mention the two headed monster, but yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. One, one thing that I, you know, I've heard over and over, about the Oilers from, you know, multiple podcasts, multiple shows is about getting this great start, Juggy, because, you know, they're going to get ahead in this division. They're going to get so far ahead that they can kind of get on cruise control, you know, maybe winning their first 25, say 25 games out of mm. uh, 40 or 42. Do you think, you know, do you agree with that? Do you think that they, you know, they need to be this consistent all year and dominate, or do you think they need to take more of a tamper route where, doesn't really matter where you end up as long as you show up when it matters. 
I think I'll do, I agree about the hot start because it gets you, uh, you can settle in. You're going to have stretches where you lose four in a row and your, your goal, your Koskinen's out to lunch and, and you're going to have your tough moments because every team does, but to have that cushion, like you said, to be eight and one, to have 16 of 18 points. I mean, that's as good as it gets. You, it's such a, a luxury. And I think you have a coach in Dave Tippett who he's going to be happy his team's doing well. But in February, when you get tired or you come back from the Olympics and guys are like, oh, I don't want to be doing this right now. He will keep them focused that, yes, we might have an off night, but that next night we're not going to be sleepy again. We're going to come out, play our game. And, of course, like Toronto, like a Boston, like a lot of teams, the regular season's nice, but it, we'll see when it matters most. But the way they're playing – can correlate to playoff success. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this power play that's been so hot for, oh for the God. start of the year, it's, it's, it's not going to keep up. You know what I mean? Like, yes, mm-hmm. obviously it'll be still really good, but eventually that does wear down. And then that's where, you know, the, the Kyle Turris is the Ward Fogles. That's where these depth guys come in handy because obviously, the, you know, they need to start contributing on these, these five on five chances. So mm-hmm. it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, when, you know, what, whenever that does, maybe, maybe the Oilers have break a record or something and have the best power play that's ever, you know, that's ever been done. I, right now, I think it's running very, very uh, McJesus, Dreisaitl, Hyman, and Nuge. Is that what Nuge, it is? Yeah. I think uh, maybe Pulley or poorly average, sorry. And yeah, that's, it's, it's just been working on all cylinders. So really, really good to see. One thing that I love is that, uh, you know, Duncan Keith, you know, no one complains about the 40 year olds and, Oh, that trade that, you know, I hated that trade. Why, why'd they go him and, you know, his cap? Mm. Well, no one, can, no one has said a, a word since these guys have just been dominating their division. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's almost refreshing to see. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not an Edmonton fan, but I do love the fact that he's, uh, He's been a well fit there. You know, he's not going to have 40, 50 points, but if he can bring that experience and obviously he can play with a little bit of grit, which every time I've seen Edmonton play, that seems what he, that what he brings night in, night out, then he's obviously an effective, you know, second pairing kind of guy. Yeah. No, for, for people that yeah, Edmonton plays late, throw them on the PVR, just watch a period because this team looks completely different than they did last year. They don't look the same. Mm-hmm. They were sloppy. They won games because McDavid was out of this world. He's still playing unbelievable, but they're not, they're winning. Like last night, he was just okay. Dreisaitl went legend and, you know, he puts on a clinic and they can just play good hockey. They cost, you know, Mike Smith's hurt. Koskinen's in the net. They're winning games. That it's hard to do. Uh, no offense, Miko. Uh, let's pivot to. He's been playing pretty good though, actually. He like, is, me, he Miko... is. Yeah. You expect an 18 wheeler though, eventually with him because eventually yeah, like, he'll lose his glasses yeah. or he'll have LASIK surgery and then the puck will, you know, something Vesa <laughs> Toskala will, will turn into Miko Koskinen. Um, Calgary Flames, another team out West. That's, yeah, th- this is the biggest surprise to me of Canadian teams. Absolutely. Because, uh, no one's harder on the Calgary Flames than me. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm wrong yet because we're 10 games into the season, but they're, they're off to a wicked hot start. Uh, we talk, I know we talked about them. We watched one of their games against Washington. Elias Lindholm playing well. Goudreau's off to a great start. Uh, even Monahan's this whole team's contributing. You know, Majna Pani 
just a you know energy bug that little guy he just finds ways to get on the scoreboard and to me though Shay the biggest thing with this team they didn't get it last year maybe it's because it's his first year from signing but Jacob Markstrom's playing like he did in Vancouver when he was the MVP for basically two two straight seasons for as the team MVP he's been unbelievable so far this season calling it now give him the Vesna baby Wow. First, you know, only played six games. Give him the old Vesna. No, he is having an amazing year. But, you know, overall, Juggy, what, what do you think is causing this? Do you think it's, you know, everybody's shitting on them basically from last year? Do you think, you know, a couple guys like a, you mentioned Goudreau, Monjiapani, contract years. Do you think they're just mm-hmm. kind of lighting it up, thinking about dollar bills? What, what, what do you think is causing all this? Daryl Sittler, you can, you know, is it, is it him? Yeah. Um, I think definitely playing for Daryl Sutter is tough because you're not going to play if you don't play his system. And mm-hmm. their defense, one guy that I've noticed, and this is a quiet, quiet addition. He'll never score up, uh, show up on a box score. Eric Goodbranson has been a really sneaky good ad for this team. I thought he was very good in Ottawa. I thought he was great for that team. Yeah, they didn't win a lot of games, but you know what you're going to get from Eric. He's very good defensively. He, and what was this team not very good at? Oh, wait, defensive play, including their defenseman, Anderson, Valamaki. These guys need to get better. Having a guy, uh, and that that's something uh, that I, I really think they they need, and that's something that, that they needed, and that definitely helps. So um, mm-hmm. I, I like what he's been, what he's been doing, uh, what they're doing there. But I, I would say playing a system and then just Gaudreau being that, elite player that we think he can be you know he at too many times he just hasn't been that he's just been an average player and I, I think we've seen him take his game to another level this year which we've seen in seasons past absolutely yeah no if it you know he he wants to obviously stay with the team hopefully and you know he keeps having a year like this he'll he'll be more than welcome back um good, good point on Gabranson though he's he's been a breath of fresh air I think losing Giordano Mm-hmm. Um, Rasmus Anderson, we talked about him before, you know, pushing him to be this top pairing guy, this, uh, you know, this guy who does it well on both ends. He's been okay this year. He's got six apples. He mm-hmm. seems to maybe have gotten more comfortable into a role where he's able to control play. You know, you th- we talked about Zadorov. He's, I, I think he's only played maybe a handful of games for them. So mm-hmm. yeah, their, their back end looks looks okay doesn't look maybe terrific Oliver Shillington's look pretty good I will say that that game that we watched I thought he mm-hmm. I thought he was okay um but yeah Calgary who knows maybe we shit on this guy you know anyone would have had Calgary missing the playoffs this year and Vesna you know if the Vesna winner keeps it up or the, the soon-to-be Vesna winner keeps it up and the rest of the team plays around him I, I think no doubt this guy these these guys can do something special and uh, maybe make a playoff appearance. Yeah. That, that, I, uh, they're a fringe team for me. So if they can continue to play well, that, that would surprise me. Uh, but we'll, we'll see a good start. They got the Preds tonight. Uh, so good, good chance for another victory is the Preds been off to a shaky start. Uh, you know, Phil Myers was a healthy scratch the other day. So they, they've been, they're not a very good team. Um, Let's close out Canada with the Winnipeg Jets. Um, they uh, they have been kind of like Toronto, a mixed bag so far this year. Connor Hellebeck not had the greatest start to the season. They've dealt with COVID woes. Blake Wheeler, uh, 
but uh, Mark Scheifele has been out with COVID. So, uh, you know, goaltending, their defensive play, they're still trying to find it, in my opinion. You know, Nate, they got Nate Schmidt and Brendan Dillon, new additions back there. But one thing I can say that I'm so happy about, because I like the guy a lot, and I thought he'd bounce back, Pierre-Luc Dubois is off to a great start, uh, Shea, and he looks like Pierre-Luc Dubois of, you know, latter stages of his uh, Columbus career. Yeah, I, I, I had it written down. I didn't know. I mean, he has looked good, and I, I can be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Winnipeg, but what I have watched, he's looked good. I didn't know if he's getting carried by Kyle Connor, who's having this, you know, unbelievable start to his year, seven goals, seven assists, just absolutely lighting the lamp. So I don't know whether he's been getting carried by that or if it's just him playing in this first, uh, first center role. You know, think about him in Columbus. That's when he did his, you know, that's when he did his best work. Maybe last year he wasn't there. Maybe he didn't have that confidence. Now that Shifley's only played a couple games, you know, he's had to step up. And hopefully that carries over when Shifley's in the lineup. You know, if, what you want is a dominant one and two. And absolutely, you just want uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois to keep, you know, keep this up 10 points already. And yeah, no, it's, 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 been, it's been fun to watch. cop has been really good too this year. And, you know, if, if, like, if, if you think about what you said earlier, you got no Shively, no Wheeler, and hardly any goaltending, you're like, oh, okay, well, Winnipeg sucks. Well, they're second in the central right now. And, you know, they, they, at times they look pretty dominant. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, they've, they've been a team that they're, they lose to San Jose Saturday night. They show good things, but they haven't exactly been, they haven't exactly played great. Uh, but, they, I, they have a lot left to show, in my opinion. I, Hellebuck is still a fantastic goaltender. Um, their defense should get better. I mean, just playing defensively, maybe points in the back end won't be elite level with Schmidt and Dylan, but these guys are both hard-nosed defensive players that know how to play the game. Um, you see uh, Brennan Dillon fight Marcus Foligno, which mm. is, I know, I love both those guys. I mean, Foligno doing the Superman punch when he, when he, I mean, that, I, I love that shit. I know you do too. And, you know, I, I think Winnipeg got toughness. They got skill. If Dubois can be that guy, you know, I look at Dubois similar to a John Tavares, Shea, where they're both pretty good defensively, but if they can add, if they can be a really good second line center, both the, the Leafs and the Jets have the potential to be real threats for the cup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brent, yeah, that the addition of Brendan Dillon was was great. You know, Washington it landed Winnipeg in a great situation where Washington needed to get rid of a defenseman. They picked him up, and yeah, no better way to show your team that you're there and you're committed than to uh, take on one of the toughest bastards in the league and fully know. So, no, no, no doubt that that uh, you know you, you love to see it because obviously he's sticking up for his team. Um, one thing about their schedule that I found funny: Anaheim the first three you know they've played Anaheim three times in the first seven you know seven games I thought that was so odd not not that maybe just happened to be that way but it's mm-hmm. it's again like this spread like we don't we don't hardly see it yeah and I'm just looking at my phone I'm like damn they're playing Anaheim for a, a third time already this is just cr- crazy yeah they've already been to California twice I was like what like they're playing San Jose in San Jose Saturday night eight o'clock games that's four in the afternoon I'm like why are they back out here again like ah. Mm-hmm. again yeah they didn't play them last year but 
Can we not do this later in the year? Like, I, 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 I totally agree. I mean, this schedule makers are just idiots. Like, I, 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 they, yeah. they don't care about their product, clearly, because they, yeah. they just throw anything at the wall and hopefully that shit sticks. But, um, yeah, I, yeah. It, but I, I like, as you know, I like Winnipeg quite a bit. They have, they're four, two, and two. So they're not terrible to start the year. They've just been okay. They got Dallas tonight. Eric Comrie will make his second start of the year uh for winnipeg so he's kind of getting his opportunity to be the backup now that laurent brassois is in vegas um let's go through the divisions here a bit um we'll start in the atlantic big picture we go florida tampa buffalo if you can believe it five two and one detroit (laughs) toronto boston you know toronto and boston have both been uh slow out the gates uh to me, I told you before the season that I thought Florida would win the Atlantic. Uh, they've they're off to a good start, but even with with Joel Quenville gone, for them to get three out of four points this past weekend against Detroit and Boston, that showed me a lot that this team has a lot of grit, and they just they play well every night, man. Yeah, yeah, different contributors, yeah, and different, and uh, you know, just that's such a breath of fresh air for Florida. If you think about four or five years ago, you're like, oh god, and they still can't even get guys in the arena, which is kind of ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, but you're right. You know, nice to see them at top. You you made a great call, and them being you know leading leading the chart so far, played unbelievable. But Broski has actually played mm. pretty good, which you know probably shocks a lot of people trying to win back a, you know, I guess win or keep his starting position. Um, and yeah, everything else. I, I love that uh, rookie. I think his name's Antoine Lundell. Maybe Lundell, he's yeah, a first, finished kid. first rounder. Yeah. He seems like a great young player. That's, you know, he's going to be able to contribute. They've got depth, you know, you've got Reinhardt playing on the third line, which, you know, to, to me is crazy, but it, it works. And, you know, if, if all this, you know, Blackhawks thing with Quinnville becomes a distraction. I feel so bad for them because mm. the players that's, you know, none of it's none of their faults, but you know, obviously maybe they'll, they'll end up getting some residual effect from it. What, what do you think transpire? And do you think, uh, do you think that they're going to get a new head coach here soon? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, they're such a good team because I, you know, like I said, I think they can w- win the cup this year. Um, and like I heard torts thrown out there. and I, I love torts, but this team pl- doesn't need a torts because they're not a team that plays really loot. Like your Leafs could use torts. Uh, right. They, a loose defensive team is where torts is, you know, best positioned where this team doesn't play. I'm not saying they're great defensively, but they're, they're pretty good. But, you know, they, they have a structure that they play and it works even without Q. I think you see that. Um, mm-hmm. but I, if the team likes Andrew, like maybe you go to your leaders and you kind of say, we've been through a lot here, Barkoff, Hubie, Ekblad, bring them all into a room. And you say, do you guys want Andrew Burnett? Or do you want, like, what, what do you guys want? Like, I want you guys to continue to play with that urgency, with the same structure that we've been playing with, you know, for most nights. And if you can promise a bill of goods, then maybe Brunette, you keep Brunette and he's your head coach for the rest of the year. And hopefully you uh, can win the cup anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, if it's, you know, it's really up to the players, uh, like you said, if they're happy with their guy, they know him. Why not mm-hmm. just keep him? If, if yeah. you think he, you know, if he can be a leader and he can 
you know, talk them out of the edge sometimes, like you said about, um, about maybe Edmonton about, you know, later in that late in the year, you're fatigued, you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're tired, you, you come off a loss. Well, if he's, if he can still rally them to, to come back and say, listen, guys, we can still do this. We can still, you know, win games uh, this late in the year. Then, well, I, I mean, hundred percent makes, uh, makes sense to keep them. Um, but yeah, lo- love, love the fact that, you know, they trim some of the fat and, you know, they're still, to me, they're still decent defensemen and strawman and Yandel, mm-hmm. but they keep Montour from trade, you know, picking up last year at the trade deadline. And, you know, that's, it's, it's just been solid all around for their team. So I can't, can't really complain. Uh, things playing at a t- very high level too. Yeah. Like, like he wants to be on this Olympic team high mm-hmm. level. And yeah. I think, you know, there's, there's an urgency for that now. Um, I, I, I don't know, I can't say all of us, but I know most of us had Weber in and around uh, that mm-hmm. uh, an Olympic position and now that he's for sure not going to be able to play, I mean, Ekblad's name's got to be brought up a couple more times, don't you think? Uh, absolutely. I mean, he, the last two years, he's played unbelievable hockey. So I think he's putting his name in that, in that, you know, in that uh, discussion for sure. What you know, with fringe guys like Nurse and Riley and guys like mm-hmm. that. So I think he's definitely going to be open for discussion for sure. Tampa's battling through. We won't touch uh, Buffalo. We we both expect them to fall off uh, sooner rather than later. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> only only thing I would say is like for Buffalo. Yeah, you're you're doing okay right now, but maybe in a couple weeks before you get real shitty, why not sell a guy or two? You know, what? Get rid of a guy like Colin Miller. Give a give rid of a guy like uh, Gergesons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gergesons been there since forever. Never touched a playoff game give him a chance to do something else somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Sell maybe high if before you're going to buy low. Wow. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Okay. Now we're 60 games into the year and these guys all have like 10, 15 points and look like they could be playing for fucking, you know, Ken center bears. Let's be right. honest. <laughs> sell, sell, sell them at a high. That's the only thing I, I, when I first saw that, I was like, Oh shit, like five points for Colin Miller. Well, get rid of, get rid of him now before he becomes, you know, a bum. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um the Bruins they play your Leafs on Saturday um yeah Marshan's off to a great start no surprise there uh some slower starts from guys no Nick Foligno Allmark's been pretty good uh what do you make of Boston's start to the season yeah the, the few times I've watched them they've obviously been they've been really tight they've uh, they've been competitive but uh, they've, they've seemed to play a little less than some of the other, like some, some teams have like 10 games done and Boston's only have uh, like seven, yeah. seven, I think. So I, I don't think their, um, their record right now really reflects their play, but uh, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to uh, Boston, you know, in Toronto this, this, this weekend. Yeah. What, um, what about you? I get, I guess for the biggest thing, how have the additions of Boston looked? I mean, obviously, like you said, no Felino, but mm-hmm. all marks look solid, you know, yep. Mike, Mike Riley and Forbert. How do you think they've been playing? Yeah. Um, Boston's defense has always been something that's puzzled me because I like Carlo. The biggest risk for him is you worry about him getting injured. Obviously he's got a concussion history. That's, that's obviously problematic. McAvoy in the back end, you, you know, he's going to be there. He's a fixture. Um, probably makes too much money but that's a theme in the nhl now uh but mm. he's, he's very good but riley was a good ad for them at, at at the deadline but he's again he's a bottom pair defenseman for me and forbert the same he's kind of he was a sixth seventh defenseman in la 
So I, I still don't think, I think they're a team that still lacks a number, a true number one. I think McAvoy is a better number two and I get why they want to keep them, but defensively a lot of money to be a number two though. Oh, I know. Like teams love to do it. (laughs) Not, not just pointing out Toronto. I'm saying like, I'm not sure if he's a number one defenseman. Like I I really Mm. don't know. Even Fox. I mean, like you said, a year and a half. Yeah. He, yeah. He looks like he can be an unbelievable defenseman, but really have you seen enough? Yeah, you don't need to prove anything now. You don't need to win anything. You just you you get it. You know, that seems how it works. Um, we talk in the metro, we talked about Carolina, New York, six, two, and one. They're off to a real hot start. Sturkin's yeah. playing well. Laf- My biggest thing is Lafreniere. He looks like a different guy. He looks mature, he looks uh stronger. He clearly hit the weight room in the offseason. He's uh, skating well. And he just looks more competitive. He looks like he's like ready for the NHL. I've been impressed with Lafreniere through the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's given them a chance every time he's been on the ice. And you know, he, you're gonna get looks if you're playing on power play with these top guys, Zabendajev, Carter, mm. uh, not Carter, sorry, Zabendajev, Panarin. Um, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think he's been noticeable. I where last year he was kind of a afterthought. Um, so yeah, it, it it's been good. But what about um what about the addition of Goudreau? I think he's been, you know, this gritty guy in Tampa Bay. And I think mm-hmm. he's kind of brought that over as well. A little toughness to his game too, a little bite. Yeah. I know you like that. What 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 do you think of uh his his uh I guess his con- contributions been so far to this team? Yeah, I, I like him because you know he's gonna play third line, you know what you're gonna get from him. Like you said, he's got some bite, he's gonna be uh, play well defensively, he can he can help out in the face-off dot uh, when he needs to. Uh, even though he's a winger, he he's a guy that can can do uh, take face-offs. So I like that about him. Um, and really, their lineup's tough. You know, that's what they were weak last year, and that's why Chris Jury wanted to get guys like Sammy Blay, guys like Dryden Nine, guys like Ryan Reeves. And they're they're a tougher team to play against. Lindgren, I like on the back end. He's a perfect complement to Fox because he's a good defensive defenseman. He's like a Mark Mathot, uh in his prime. Uh, but New York, Washington, like these two teams are both really good. Washington only lost their first game in regulation last night to, to mm-hmm. Tampa. But I actually, I trust New York to win more uh, than Washington really? down the stretch. I, I get Backstrom's not playing. I like Backstrom. And of course, uh, Kuznetsov, when he wants to show up and he's not, he's pretty good. Uh, but... You know, McMichael or Hendricks Lapierre as the third line center concerns me. And I, I just like the depth of New York more. I think Kako and those guys that I mentioned, you mentioned Goudreau. I think those guys are better suited to produce than what Washington has to give. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Washington's, I guess, one thing about Washington, they've got okay defensemen. I don't really trust Schultz all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but John Carlson's solid offensively. But other than that, they're not great. I, I definitely take New York's def, uh, decor, yeah. even though I think Drew was a tad bit overpaid. Um, they've got lots of good young, uh, young, uh, young up-and-coming defensemen that uh, that's, you know, that hopefully they're going to be around to stay, but also they're, you know, they're going to be tough. You think of F. Fox. I mean, he doesn't, he's a big boy. He doesn't let things get to, get to him. Uh, Kevon Emilier, also a great defenseman, or I think he yeah. will be. Yeah. So, yeah, they 
they, they've definitely got the potential on the back end where I think uh, Washington's Washington as a whole is an, uh, is an overall aging team. You think about yeah. that, like Backstrom, uh, OV, Oshi. Yeah. Uh, the only young guy really is their tender. And I mean, I don't trust. Yeah. They do it. Yeah. You have, you have a, you have a window and I mean, for, for that team, I think you've got to make a big move this year, especially in the trade deadline to, to pick up something nice to, to bounce back after the first round exit last year. Yeah. Um, following them is Columbus. Uh, I think people expect them to tail off. They've had a decent start. I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. Philly has had tough cause they had to go out West early. They played a lot of road games, but I think Philly's been, been pretty good to start the season. Ryan Ellis has been banged up, but the additions they've made have looked good. Atkinson's been, I can't believe they made that trade Columbus for, for a Vortex <laughs> straight up, but, yeah. but Atkinson is still a very, very good player. I, I like him. And yeah. I look yeah. at Philly and I look at the Islanders who are only have eight points, even though they played all seven games on the road. I think those two teams other than Carolina and New York are, you know, two teams that have more to give than Washington in this division. Uh, absolutely. I, you feel for the Islanders. I, I, I always forget. Are they playing their first 15? Is it on uh, the first road? 13 on the road? Okay. Yeah. So their first 13 and they've done okay so far, but obviously you'd, you'd like to, you'd like to, you'd like to be better. So hopefully mm-hmm. when you get finally get home, you're, you've, you've already got kind of a little head start to it, but yeah, I mean, it's totally, you know, you kind of expect them to not, if you, you want them to come away with, I guess, a reasonable seven, eight wins. And, you know, they've played, they've already played what seven games so far. Yeah. So they, they, they could, have, they have room for improve, uh, improvement. I don't think they score as much as people thought they were going to, but you mentioned a comment last year when we were talking about the beginning of the season, the Islanders are a slow team. They, yep. you know, they gradually build until they're in peak performance. And then when they are, they're damn near good. Varmolov's also coming back, which I mean, mm-hmm. who knows, maybe he comes back and takes a net from Sorokin. Do you think that's going to be a tandem? Do you think that's one guy or the other? Uh, probably a tandem. That's the way they normally run it. Uh, I think they want Sorokin to be the starter potentially this year come the playoffs because they drafted him to be that guy. But Varlamov is still the better goalie uh, as of as of right now. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel the same way. So, you know, right right now, if they could if they could run a tandem and that uh, that that probably work out well for them. But yeah, they need guys scoring. Anders Lee's got a really really slow start to the year. I think he's only got maybe a point or two. Uh, Paul Mary that he that, you know they re-signed him. He's he's been just okay. But yeah, they just you know, they they need to get get done by committee. And so far, they just doesn't seem like they haven't no uh pittsburgh is also at the bottom of that division uh, crosby's mm. back but i i thought this i thought they missed the playoffs this year and i it's not the strongest division but it's tougher than i that so far than i thought it would. teams are playing well in this division so i think it's gonna be tough for pittsburgh to get into the playoffs uh central we go st louis winnipeg minnesota mm. uh Colorado's off to a very slow start. That's one thing for me. I, they've they've been disappointing so far. Yeah. What what do you what do you think has done this? I mean, you don't have McKinnon for the first couple of games, but mm-hmm. you know you still have a you still have a great team even beyond McKinnon. Why why yeah. do you think they've uh, kind of dropped the ball so far? Uh, honestly, goaltending in the back end. Uh, I when I saw opening night that Jack Johnson and Eric Johnson were playing on the same defense pair. I near fainted. Johnson and Johnson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eric Johnson is okay. Jack Johnson. I mean, that just tells you where the resources are. Clearly 
they got Byram, they got McCarr. They 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 love those two. I mean, who doesn't? But you look you look other than that. Ryan Murray, he's he's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just there. They've been playing Jacob McDonald. Yep, sounds like he's from the you know PEI. Uh, Jack Johnson. Yeah, no. Eric Johnson. Okay. Sammy Gerard is, as you know, I'm not a fan. Uh, and. I just think defensively they haven't been the greatest team and it does hurt not to have McKinnon because he really drives the bus for that team. Yeah, absolutely. No Devin Taves either, which yeah. I think I think definitely hurts him to He's begin off the year because he can be a yeah. well, he can be a presence, right? Like yeah. you got McCar McCarr's your number one. I think that that's established the minute I think he stepped on the ice. Taves is your number two most more times than not. And yeah. you know, not not having him obviously is hurting them. Um but yeah, I, how do you think Darcy Kemper's looked? I thought he's been just been just been okay, I guess, not maybe yeah. fantastic, but you know, obviously they were in a in a hard spot when Grubauer said, "F you, I want my money," mm. and you know, Kemp, Kemper's been fine since then, but definitely uh, room for improvement. Yeah, I would say he's been okay. He's starting to see played against uh, Colorado. Uh, sorry, against Minnesota on Saturday, played well, mm. so that, that's a good victory because Minnesota's no slouch. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're a good team. So I think he's starting to settle in again, defensively, they got to play better in front of him. And hopefully, like you said, a guy like Devontae's plays very well defensively. Um, St. Louis is in first. I didn't expect them to be this good out of the gate. I mean, six and one, they've only played seven games or six and only one loss in regulation. They've, they played really good hockey and, you know, David Perron just needs to be in St. Louis and he scores goals. And he goes elsewhere, he, he shouldn't leave. But when he's playing in St. Louis, the guy just lights it up. Yeah, I mean, he's due for a re-up after this year. He makes mm-hmm. he only makes four million. He led their team in points last year. He's I mean, he's a stud. The guy's he's a big guy, but he's moves, he's got great hands. You know, he, he'd be a good addition for any team, but like you said, maybe St. Louis is the only home for him. Um, it's funny that the noise of Tarasenko, you know, doesn't, it hasn't affected the team. He seems yep. to be professional about it. You know, he's took it the right way. He's playing really, really well. Um, they've got guys on the back end that have been doing their job. Falk's got a couple goals. Krug, I thought has played up well offensively, which I mean, that's kind of what you expect from him. Yeah. But yeah. And then, you know, um, I've, I've heard it today, Bennington, you know, mm-hmm. who's, who's, you know, who's general managing team Canada and Dougie Armstrong. who does who who watches them every single night so I mean it, it, you know I'm not saying that's that's gonna happen but Pricer's not there Carter Hart I mean who, what other options do you got Juggy? Bennington would be the starter for me uh for sure because yeah, so I far. I trust him more than Blackwood I trust him more than Hart uh Fleury's been a you know he's playing in Chicago so he's got that stench on him uh yeah. You know, he he's won a Stanley Cup recently. He's a good goaltender. Like he he would be the guy for me. Maybe Price coming back out of the player assistant program can play some games and he is the starter, which would be great. But also Bennington getting to write his own story would be great too. You know, him to win a Stanley Cup, uh sorry, win a Stanley Cup and Olympic gold medal as a starting mm-hmm. goaltender. That's a pretty damn good little 30 for 30 after a guy who's playing in the East coast hockey league at 25. Like that, that's, that's a pretty good story for, for Jordan Bennington. If it comes to light. Absolutely. Yeah. No, really, really some bright spots on this, uh, this St. Louis team. Uh, Kairos playing, you know, kind of often have a great uh, coming off of a great rookie campaign. He's also playing really well. So 
love love to see it. St. Louis, like you said, maybe they weren't like, uh, expected to do very much, but uh, off to the hot start so far. I, I but do you do you feel like the Jets are going to take first in this division, or do you think that you know maybe a Minnesota or St. Louis are better fitted for that? Um, or, I'll still go with Colorado. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still the Avs. I do like Minnesota though. They're a good team. Like they they play hard. Uh, but yeah, I think if I look at it, I like Colorado to make the playoffs, obviously. Um, mm. I, I still would say Winnipeg is I, I, I was the highest on, on them of any Canadian teams. I like Winnipeg's roster. I mean, St. Louis off to a hot start, but I think I trust Minnesota a little bit more than I do St. Louis, but I think those four could all be in the playoffs because of the wild card scenario, but specific yeah, is not very good. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what people, a lot of people keep forgetting probably is that more teams are five teams are probably going to come up with a central where only three from the, from the old Pacific. Yeah. Division. Arizona won't be one of those teams. <laughs> it's funny, Joe. Like I, I don't have any notes on them because there's not much to no, talk about, no, but no. Jacob Turkin, I mean, this guy looked unbelievable last year and he, he's been nothing short of a ghost this year. Yeah. That whole team's a ghost. Um, the, the one guy you can name is his name is Carl Vegelmaka. He's the new goalie and he's actually playing good, but they haven't won a game because his team stinks that bad. Uh, do they beat Philly tonight and get their first win? Hot take. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, not, not a goddamn not, chance. Not tonight. <laughs> not tonight for old Arizona. No. No, I, I put my I put my shitty mustache that I have on right now that they mm. Arizona Coyotes lose tonight, and I'll they start lose. over on the second day of November. Okay, well, about Ducks at the Ducks on Friday to win that game. Um, Ducks Friday, I, I can see that the Ducks are not uh, nothing to nothing to brag about, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I, I gotta commit, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go. They lose their, that first game. That's going to be yeah, Friday yeah, night. Can... You heard it here. Arizona gets their first dub on Friday night in Anaheim. Seamus is stating his claim on it. But they, they win a greasy like 2-1-0, 2-0. It's like one of those games where this new goalie stands on his head and okay. the, the team just kind of performs around him. It's not going to be like a nice a nice <laughs> like 5-2-4-2 win. It's not a confident win. No, not by any means. There's still oh. red flags. Old Shane Wright's probably thinking, oh, maybe I'll hold off the draft. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pacific, we've talked about Edmonton. We've talked about Calgary. San Jose, I have no faith in. Third, Anaheim, mm-hmm. same. I guess the one team we could talk about is Vegas. They play your lease tonight. They're, they're ravaged with injuries. No stone, no patches. Bill Carlson's out four to six weeks now. Uh, if they were in such a bad division, I'd really be concerned about this team because they are beat up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you're, you're looking at the teams in this division. You're thinking, okay, well, yeah, they could, you know, shit the bed the first half of the year and they'll still make the playoffs pretty handsomely. Like they just have to sneak into that third spot and they're just going to be fine. It's yeah. It, and, this is awful to say. I'm still worried that they, <laughs> something might happen tonight where they you know they come alive. Leonard, he's just been okay. I don't. I think you mm-hmm. know it's been a lot. You know, there's a lot obviously going on outside of actual play for him. Right. I don't know. Do you think that? Do you think for a player like that? Do you think that obviously has an effect on his game, or do you think that he's able to block that out and do his do his job every uh, night? I think he struggles with it. 
for sure. Because, uh, you know, he's got, he's talked about having, you know, some mental health issues and he's obviously uh, talked to Kyle beach. Good for him for doing that, by the way. Mm. I think that, that was, that was nice to hear, but yeah, I think it's tough for him because he's such a, he's such a, a guy that's, that's all over the place, but he does play well uh, when, when he's, he's got a bunch of things on the go. So we'll see, but if you look at the injury list, Bill Carlson, Matthias Yamark, Nolan Patrick, no surprise, Zach Whitecloud, Pacioretty, Alex Tuck. I mean, those are, those are six regulars out of your lineup. And not just regulars, they're pretty good players too. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, Pacioretty was off to a pretty heated start to the beginning yeah. of the year. And yeah, you, you, losing losing him's obviously, but I mean, it gives a chance for some of uh, you know Vegas's lower guys, and you know some guys called up from Henderson, obviously, to play because there's so many guys out. You just right. need to do it. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, I have confidence the Leafs will win tonight, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, uh, any, anything can happen. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, Vegas, this could this could be the game where Matthews just pops off and uh, everything goes back to normal. Yeah. yeah, Hattrick and Hattrick, and then I'm just like, okay, back, just back to normal. Yeah, it could be, or you could be real depressed come tomorrow if they lose this depleted <laughs> Vegas roster. I guess we'll see. That game's coming up in just over an hour of Vegas, Toronto, uh, 8 p.m. here in the Atlantic time zone. We got a full list of games tonight, a lot of good ones we'll get to. Uh, Shay, great pod today. What do you got in the go for the rest of your week? Well, I'm going to see if Atlanta can close the door on uh, this pesky Houston team tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, not not a ton. Maybe uh, uh, just just relax, I think, and uh, just take it easy. I don't uh, I don't plan on doing a ton. What about you? Um, yeah, same. A uh, couple podcasts. Uh, maybe do some do some uh, watch some baseball night. Watch some hockey. You know, do the do the run around. Flick across. Get the computer, TV going. Chug that along. Uh, you know. You know how I'd be. Um, so watch that. I, I didn't mention this to you, but I uh, I did a pro line this weekend. And, and, and I actually uh, won some money. Uh, oh, God. So and, I, uh, you know. I bet on the New York Jets. Oh. Yeah. So it's like a sing, it's like a single bet that you could like you could uh, uh, you could pull off. No, I bet the Jets to to win, like cover the number against Cincinnati, yeah. the outright one. So that helped. I bet on, I did a couple of easy ones. Like I bet on the Rams to win against Houston. So no big bet there. Um, okay. And then I bet on, I bet on the saints to cover the number oh. against Tampa Bay. Jesus. And how much, I, how much, how much cash did you put through? Like are you throwing over, down here? A little over a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you and, uh, uh, now let me ask you, or is this, uh, sports makes moolah? Um, are those his picks or are no, those this is strict, just me, but, uh, you know, Harry's always motivating me. I'll tell you that, you know, sports make moolah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's always, he's getting the gambling bug into me. I'm not going to be doing another one for a while, but I decided to this Sunday and I actually didn't enjoy the experience because I don't root for anybody. And, I don't think I'll do it again anytime soon, but hey, I got a hundred bucks out of it. Yeah, you made more money than I did for four years of university. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad you enjoyed Halloween. Uh, as always, this is always a lot of fun. And uh, we'll talk again next week as we get back to Breaking Bad. Yeah, let's get some more Walter and Jesse going. I gotta I gotta I gotta find out what happens after that. Yeah. 
Exactly. No, absolutely. So everybody, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for all the support as always. We'll be back next week and we'll talk soon. My friend, I can't see you.